tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Back there. Yeah, yeah. like you, yeah. you too. Welcome tonight to AfterBuzz TV, uh, The Prayer of David, Episode 4, which I feel like I should be saying in Hebrew, actually. <laughs> Can you? I'll say a little bit of Hebrew at the end of the show, Ooh. so you'll have to stick around for that. And then this is an amazing, extremely intelligent show tonight. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm so into it. And... I'm Mindy Thomas. Thanks for being here tonight. And my super fun co-host from Long Island herself. Long Island. Oh my so God, that's terrible. <laughs> I know, you love that. Thanks. Thanks, my fellow, my fellow, my Texan. <laughs> hey, everyone. I'm your co-host, Andrea Fasano, and you can tweet me at Andy Fasano. And you can tweet me at Mindy Charlotte, and we want to hear from you. We are inundated with some tweets, but mm-hmm. we'll go into that more at the end of the show. Yes. First, let's hop into the show open tonight. <coughs> Peter Connolly is totally at the library studying clues, and he gets on it. He, they have the journal from the girl who uh, had, had passed away. Yep. And uh, because she knew too much from the caves and the water, remember, in the season premiere. So they are Emma looking- Wilson. Correct. <laughs> Emma Wilson is the the actress, and then also Allison Sudol. It, Allison Sudol is the real actress, right? <laughs> and Emma Wilson is the character. Did you know she's actually a singer? Oh, yep, she's ooh. a singer. So I, because I, I looked her up, I said she sounds and looks so familiar. I don't know what she would have been in, and then I saw and she's actually a singer. I was shocked. I was Maybe like, oh. she'll be at House of Blues. Uh, Maybe. Soon. <laughs> Hi, can we find out answers to dig? <laughs> Screw your music. <laughs> so Peter Connolly and then Ori Pfeffer. Mm-hmm. They, uh, Detective Cohen, uh, they are on this investigation trying to find out more and more clues. And they end up uh, doing just that. But there was a big stunner tonight. Lots, I think. What was the first one with the detective? Oh. <laughs> We found out that Detective Cohen is gay. Or, I mean, he was married to a woman and had a child with her, but he woke up next to a man this morning in this episode. <laughs> and the way that they shot it, I was yeah, like, it was that, very revealing. Is that going to be Anne H next to him? You did think that, yeah. <laughs> and you were like, that was a man's voice. <laughs> yeah. We had to actually rewind it because, we were like, wait, no, 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 back that up, back that up. That was a huge, it's so funny because when those things happen in such a um, intricate show, for something so simple as that, that you're like, oh my God, that's such a big deal, you know? Yes, but, and then they're talking about deal. picking up the children or taking the children to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. his son. And that was a unique conversation. It after. was. Yeah. That means they clearly have a relationship. This wasn't just I met you in a bar and we went home and nobody else knows I'm gay. Like you're gay. Like you're, you know, seeing this man. And this is going to lead to a prediction for me at the end of the show. Oh, I just can't wait. A teaser. Okay. All right. So, how did that work for you in terms of them tracking these clues and the interest thereof this evening? Um, I thought 
I thought it was really interesting. I think the way that the whole show was shot was um, pretty great between the Rabbi Lev and the uncle, Cohen, uh, Cohen's uncle, um, Shimon. I think that's how you say Correct. it. Correct, yes. Um, so I thought that was a really great um, use of camera work and that, those angles and stuff and just the going back and forth between the two. Usually it's like flashbacks and, you know, I don't know, present day, but these two were them simultaneously finding out how to track down the next stone at the same time, and I thought that was pretty cool. And and great that they had the materials to do that, you know, that the detectives were smart enough. I, th I thought that was a pretty nice view into how smart they really are. Yes, they go to the uncle, and he begins to unravel this mystery. So we learned a lot more of the intellectual components mm -hmm. happening. And they went into the Dead Sea Scrolls and all of this terminology. Right. That, unless you really follow it. I mean, this is extremely smart Very. and intelligent. Mm -hmm. And we have some viewers that are kind enough to tweet us and yes. let us in on everything. And actually, you have some of those for later, right? I do. I absolutely do. And you guys, we're loving it. We're loving the conversation. So keep them coming. And I'm glad you just went to that because one of the things applies to that scene. Uh, exactly. Um one of the guys writes, uh, or girls, but I believe it's a male, note also the fact that the protagonist is a former almost priest, which is the detective Connolly. Um, and that's a hint that he'll be able to put the re religious clues together faster than his less knowledgeable partner, who, by the way, his last name is incidentally Cohen, implying that he's a descendant of priests. Mm. Just a little insight. You know, we're not religious religion experts Nobody watching the show needs to be. They do reveal things for you, but you know, that's a really big insight right there from one of our viewers, so thank you for sharing. And we got a hint of exactly what mm -hmm. that viewer said tonight when Psalm 17:8, he began to quote that by yep. heart, Peter Absolutely. Connolly. Yeah. And saying, out of his pocket. He was like, yeah, <laughs> like like God saying you are the apple of my eye and this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that led to Megiddo uh, Megiddo was the end of that scene and that conversation, that specific uh, arena in the evening, right. where then they were like, Megiddo, that means Armageddon, baby. I mean, we're talking end of the world stuff here. And that's, that's a town? That was a town in Israel? Well, there was three different places, like yeah. Rome, and then Istanbul, Istanbul mm -hmm. and then the other one. Yep, Israel. Okay, and then Israel. So, And obviously that's where they are. This is where it takes place. So they think the stone is going to be there. Okay, and then, okay, right. Uh, you mean the final stone? The to final the stone that they're okay. looking for. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's what they were up on. And, and, you know, you really had to track. I mean, you have to pay attention to the yeah. show. Because, I mean, there's a lot, <laughs> not just foot action, but yeah. No. <laughs> you know, the words they're throwing out there, it, it's a very smart show. And you do need to know a little bit. But, I mean, like I said, they reveal it to you. You just need to have patience with Dig. Right. Know? And digdecoded.com, they also go through a lot of these clues. Oh, that's so when great. you find them out and they're having a sweepstakes and you can win this amazing trip somewhere around the world if you're following these clues, which is pretty cool. Uh, so where is the war tablet was the question. Right. And... It's not on display. He said even the president of the United States is not allowed to see it. And like you said, the corporator ended up dead mm -hmm. uh, before they even were able to go in and see it. So then Yusef Khalid is one step ahead and mm -hmm. they are on his track. I mean, they are trying to find it. But then, of course, he's still as a statue in a museum. <laughs> 
Right. You thought that was funny. Like, hello, aren't they looking for somebody just walking around? (laughs) But honestly, I was a little... um, It was interesting to me how the writers made it where he's one step ahead of them because we don't know how or why he's one step ahead of the detectives. Um, What gave him the information that the curator at that time was going to be taking out... They must have um, intel or some sort of... um, What's, when you record, you know, you were able to sort of GPS, yeah. GPS and uh, track people. Yes. Yes. So I, they had that in on the detectives. Somehow he has that. He has a knowledge. Is it that or is it they're in a race and they're both kind of tracking the same uh, conspiracy and coming to these same conclusions? It's who can get there quick. Possibly. Okay. Because then uh, this is very this was very interesting because you've got the rabbi that um, Khalid mm-hmm. had taken Rabbi Love. the mm-hmm. war tablet to, and they are looking at it, but he's, he throws it across the room. And, and I liked how that was shot and choreographed, mm-hmm. uh, edited, and uh, just it was very well done because they were going back and forth and drawing you more and more into yeah, absolutely. more of an intense situation. I thought yeah. it made it for a great viewing. You know what I mean? It was definitely interesting to see. So I liked that part. Yeah, and so it came out that uh, they're hot on his trail. I mean, they are hot on his trail. Uh, So they actually had turned it over, and he had the white piece of paper uh, to decode the clues. So they're thinking this through, and they have their expert, Mm -hmm. which is the uncle. And and that was good. That was really uh, pretty amazing to to see all that unfold. So, You know, if I could just say one thing, Um, Emma had the piece of paper. So how far did she get before she died and on her own or with the help of whoever that she was able to find that piece of paper and decode it herself, you know, make the squares in the holes of where it needed to go on the tablet? Yes, because she was studying underneath that sort of infamous archaeologist um, archeo- or right. famous archaeologist who's tied in with the U.S. ambassador and then also Rabbi Lev. Right. You're right. So... That's getting pretty, pretty dirty. Uh, it so is. Speak. Yeah. <laughs> and then you don't wonder why she was killed. <laughs> she was getting a little too smart for them. Right. And now let's go on to another storyline. Absolutely. Avram finally lands in split Croatia. <laughs> His curls and all. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets there with the red heifer and the man picks him up. Well, there's Elena. And wow, she's she's a cutie. Yeah. In the front of the pickup truck there. And he's like... Oh, you know, kind of like he's naked or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> like he can't sit next to her in the, you know, in the front of the cab. And then the man says, oh, you're just going to be sitting next to her. But then they end up stopping at the gas station so that Avram can then have a change of clothes, look more American or civilian. Right. More civilian. Right. Yes. So he starts enjoying this girl. He seems like he's falling, falling in love, which is. What, she yeah. does wind up almost seeing him naked later in, in the, the shower. shower. Yes. Which is big no, no. You know, he was so shy. It was if, like, don't look at me. Well, and like you pointed out, it looks like they're of a of a different religion because yes. of the cross and the picture of Jesus. And she like, even said, "I've never seen a Jew like you before." What do you think that meant? I don't. I I thought she meant Jew in general, like anybody of that faith. But then she said, "Like you," so maybe she meant Hasidic. 
And then he was so happy dancing around, and you're hoping this is going to get somewhere. Then he sees the cross, remembers he's on a mission, doesn't like, want to get pulls distracted. Pulls him back in. <laughs> right, right, and runs away kind of out of compulsion, guilt. Like, I better get on, back on track here. I think he was nervous. I think he saw the faith and was, and it, I think it just reminded him he's not amongst his people who are all in this. Uh, really die hard we're going to give up our lives for this red heifer so i need to protect it this is my job i should not be out playing around and dancing around with these people that i don't really know and i think that it was that i don't know if the faith or the cross or the jesus sign you know i don't know if they just reminded him of that or you know he just had a check moment of i'm here for a job and i need to go do my job Right. So he does end up back with the red heifer. Meanwhile, there's a guy covered in ashes. Yeah. Totally stark in his birthday suit out there doing some unique sort of praying. Yeah. <laughs> in a foreign language. Right. Which I believe that goes back to my personal opinion, uh, Numbers 19 too. Okay. Where he's kind of cleansing himself. And then it looks like he's after the red heifer. Right. I, I mean, he absolutely is. And I thought he was an Essene. I'm going to say this right correctly this time. Um so we thought that's what he was to begin with. But they even said that the Essenes, the sons of light, were they would die before the prophecy came true. But I'm confused because if he is an Essene, why would he talk to the cow? And, well, obviously, later oh. he does that. He speaks to the cow and he says, this isn't our time yet. As if he's, you know, like you said, with the ashes, he's try he seems like he's trying to do a ritual of some sort. Why would he be doing all that if he just wants to stop the prophecy altogether? Excellent. So who point. is he? Yeah, he does seem to be cleansing for his own sacrifice right. as well. As the cow. Right. And remember also flashing back briefly to Emma Wilson, who had the sample of the cow. And how that also right. was another clue that she had. So she had already gotten down this far down the road she did. she did and i am also in the process of still looking up that symbol by the way <laughs> on her that back. is on her back on the poster of the show i'm going to find awesome. out what that is and you're not going to stop me but you can tweet me and tell me what it is if you want to give me a clue okay <laughs> yeah you guys out there you're very knowledgeable so we appreciate the help with that it's, it's great it is. It is. So moving on, let's go on to Debbie. Debbie in the compound. Lots going on with her. Mm -hmm. She was in hysterics tonight. Total hysterics. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I would be too if I was chained up in a compound and locked in with a secret code and then yeah. behind uh, barbed wire fences. <laughs> She's not getting out again. She knew it. <laughs> <laughs> but they love her. They do. And they're family. <laughs> So creepy. Yeah, and, and she's trying to say, hey, don't you see the truth here? Oh, I guess the emperor with no clothes. Do you remember that book? Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she's like, I'm too brainwashed to see the truth. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm in denial mode. The big denial mode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then she has her little hero, the guy she called from last episode, come save her, which I thought that guy was done with the phone call. I thought he was off the map, but he comes in looking for her at the diner. With a happy picture from their past, which lets you into that. And, you know, she's, he's looking for her. I couldn't believe he went all the way to the compound, knocks on the door with a gun, no backup, no nothing. I mean, if you're walking into a cult, I think we all know you're not going to go in there and ask for what you need. Right. You're going to go in there and fake it and be like, yes, I really want to be part of your <laughs> cult. And like, 
okay, I buy into it. You well, know? He seemed kind of backwoods, and he's like, yeah. I got my pistol here. Absolutely. I'm going to take it out and see what's up. And I'm he gonna, wasn't taking it slow. I'm going to take on this uh, <laughs> compound leader, you know? Yeah. yeah. And he goes in. He's like, no, she's here somewhere. And he's determined to go find her. Here's her voice. But then this is how good Pastor Ted Billingham is, played by David Costable, which is just brilliant. Yes. How believable is he in that role? And he does some serious crazy making. <laughs> like, he does. So, of course, now here's the thing. Anytime somebody's pointing out somebody's faults in a situation like that, it's a giveaway. Yeah. I mean, he's like, oh, well, she was a drug, drug right. addict. Well, she didn't have any money. And this guy's <laughs> like, I know. I lived with her. You know, it's, they had that conversation last time. Yeah. He knew. Tell are me you using again? You know? Tell me something I don't know. <laughs> I thought the pastor was going to knock him on the head and they right. were going to capture him, too. But they let him go. Yeah. And then something happened with the box in the of car. Stuff. Mm-hmm. And the ring uh, had fallen out. And so I'm not sure was that a ring that he had given her or was that not her stuff i thought my thought process went the same as you oh oh, that's her ring so he's seeing something in it um oh no that's not her ring maybe he knows it's not her stuff but you you just don't know i mean maybe there's something in the ring that he knew specifically yeah you know i'm saying right here homie's gonna bring his posse and they're not gonna be in the blue town okay (laughs) there's gonna be a showdown (laughs) <laughs> I think so, too. I don't know what posse he has, but he's not leaving that place quietly. He's going to go back and look for her, I think. Which she needs some help. Uh, yeah, she because does. <laughs> guilty. Yeah. And scene. <laughs> like That was the end of the episode. And Joshua, the creepy kid, you know, says you're determined guilty. Yes. And that creepy kid, by the way, you know, he plays both of the parts. The one that had been shot, mm-hmm. which which was really controversial with a child, with that happening on this show in particular. Yep. Um, so, but I like the fact that he is playing the other characters, so he really is, you know, alive. Good young actor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But Zen McGrath, yeah, he, he is really believable in mm-hmm. that part. He seems brainwashed. He seems, because the pastor says, deliver the word of God, or, you know, something like this, and he's like guilty <laughs> i'm like he didn't even hesitate really <laughs> yeah so so sh- they've got it in for her mm-hmm. well i did not expect her outburst because here you know they're confronting her in front of this entire congregation she was doing a good part playing the role right like save yourself we thought she was gonna just yeah but- buy into it and be like let me see how far i could go with this now you know, yeah, but after all that torture, it was deep inside. She's it over just, it. It came out. It was like you pervert the word of God. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "You are the ones who need to be forgiven." Is that good? A good Laura and you did great. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, but she's, I, she's no fear. You know, she's. I think that's a really good twist to do for that character because she's no fear. She has faith of her own that she's either going to be saved or going to be killed, but she knows that she's not going to go down without a fight. And I think that's a really strong move for that character. You know, it doesn't let us think that she's just playing a game. I don't. I honestly don't think the character is smart enough to play that game for as long as she could. Um, she's really hurt by what they did to her Joshua. And she's confused and, and I think a little self-pity as to how she got herself into this situation. Right. right? You know? Yeah, because now she's starting to see the light. Yeah. Uh, Debbie, who is, again, played by Lauren Ambrose. Mm-hmm. What an amazing... I can't stop yeah. thinking of her. Uh, you guys got to agree with me on this if you remember. Can't Hardly Wait. She oh. was a great part of that movie. She was just like the frumpy friend of Seth Green and like... 
I just loved it. So are you loved finding her. her believable in this intensity? I am. Tonight? I am. Okay. It's a way different role from Can't Hardly Wait, like 20 <laughs> years ago. I don't even know when that movie came out, but it was forever ago. And, and she's come a really long way as an actress since that. I know she's been in Six Feet Under and a bunch of other um, shows. And she's great. I think she's really great. It's an interesting role for her. Yeah, yeah. And and then also another clue when the, the boyfriend was leaving, remember the woman that had the beat up face and yeah, the Faye. Wait- yes. Okay, Faye. Well, the waitress, she was I, I loved her as a character yes. actor on the show today. <laughs> Very much. She was like, Oh Lord. She's <laughs> I just, I just, I thought I love those type of characters. So, because they're in New Mexico, did you relate to her a little bit being from Texas? Well, maybe that was you it. know what yeah, I mean? I've had an interaction or two with those type of white people. Exactly, <laughs> I love it. Just, just that whole like, hey, I don't know what they got going on over there, but tell me what's going on. Irks Why? me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and she just said it like it is, very mm-hmm. plain spoken. When everybody else Which seems is great. to be brainwashed in that town, mm-hmm. or hiding and telling secrets, and of course that evil police officer kind of pulled Creeps up right by. there. He yeah. saw him, the one that's in on the compound action. Yeah, so uh, it's going to be interesting because now it's the climax is happening with her, um, uh, the, the woman Debbie in the compound mm-hmm. being confronted. We know that it, guilt. What does that mean? I don't know. That's why we really, I mean, I hope that he comes back and saves her because it looks like she doesn't have that much time left. You know, she's guilty. Does that mean you get to sit in solitary and confinement or are you going to get brought out into the dirt like Joshua and shot by Faye? (laughs) No. Revenge from Faye for her almost breaking her nose. Well, she flat out told him, you're the one that needs to be forgiven. I don't think she's going to go down without a fight. If, if they have her, she's going to go after somebody. So we'll see. Yeah. But it's going to be interesting. Well, let's touch on Lynn. Lynn Monahan uh, was confronted by the U.S. ambassador tonight mm-hmm. because, as we know in the last episode, there was the big dinner and Jason Isaac's character, Peter Connolly, uh, busts into this uh, dinner that's an international uh, dinner uh, of, of extreme importance and... He's looking like a basket case uh, because he's grief-stricken over what had happened in the States with his daughter. His daughter had died, and she it looks like she's committed suicide. That's what they have said. Of course, right now, it's hard to trust um, any kind of facts in, right. in some ways. So yeah. it's like you find out a fact, and then you're kind of lifted up from it. And then it's like, okay, where should I land on this? Right. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, her exchange with the U.S. ambassador was very interesting because... She says, you have a blind spot and starts pointing the finger at Jason Isaac. You know, Peter Connolly, she's like alluding. And then she just points out, asks, are they having an intimate relationship? And she. What do you say? I mean, how does she answer it? She should have said no. I was screaming. Say no. Say no. I loved the way that was written because the person in authority knew to ask the question Mm -hmm. instead of making an accusation oh yes yes yeah that was excellent writing and how are you feeling about the the photography and some of the action scenes tonight they were great um i really liked uh the detectives going after khalid on the motorbike the you know the dirt bike he had a dirt bike and that's what i was saying khalid has a beard and he's all shy and he's talking to the ambassador in episode two I believe it was and he's he you know he doesn't know what to do next and he's got to give her the stone he wants to get rid of it 
Now all of a sudden, homeboy shaves his beard <laughs> and he starts, he now, he knows where everything is. He's on top of it. He's super slick. He's quiet. He gets in and out of these, you know, um, guarded up areas. And then he's on a dirt bike. When did he learn to do yeah. that? He was able to chisel that stone very quickly. Okay. I thought, how could that be that superficial? But I think that's a little crazy how like amazing of a thief he became all of a sudden um and a i don't know if terrorist is the word but all of, you know just like he yeah. just became an expert instead of someone who gets caught for killing uh a store owner back in america you know it almost seems like a it was a farce to begin with but oh. he's just gotten really good really fast and i don't know if i buy into that so okay Okay. Very interesting. I yeah. love those insights. Thank you. Well, should we get into They're better than my predictions. But oh, yeah, well, let's go into I predictions. I want to hear them anyway. <laughs> and now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Okay. Well, I would like to first share that Ori, okay, his character, you know, Detective Cohen. Mm-hmm. We found out as he was with um, the man in, in, in the bed. and The uh, man in the bed. Which, <laughs> wow, this is like back to back because last I had no idea that there could be a, like um, a homosexual bar in Israel. <laughs> I just didn't put that together in my mind. I just, I don't know, the holy, you know, the holy... Pl- does that make sense? Yeah, I totally hear <laughs> okay. you. It's not yeah. something you think of. Yeah. When yeah. you think I of mean, Jerusalem. <laughs> we all have stereotypes and things, and we're like, right. okay, yeah. And then, so this was also a shock. Another stunner. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, all that to say that um, Yusef Khalid is going to, in my opinion, my prediction, is he is going to do a similar thing. He's going to attract him because he's got different looks. So I think he's going to attract him as a lover at some point. No way. Yes. Cohen? Yes. Wow. That's out there. <laughs> That's bold. <laughs> so, and I think it's going to do him in. Do you think that Cohen's not going to know who he is? Right. Really? Yes. So he might have a spat with the person he's with now. Mm-hmm. and <laughs> I love it. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> they meet in the same bar that the other that right. clean, <laughs> he knows where to bring them. <laughs> and that's funny. <laughs> so that's just one of my thoughts. How about you tonight? Great. <laughs> well, um, I do have one, and a lot of you guys out there have been reminding us and commenting on the fact that the whole basis of this show is purity, and I think that's a really good assumption and prediction, and you know, just something to point out there. And everything with the prophecy is based on the purity. So going from there, I'm going to go with Lauren Ambrose, or Debbie, is going to do something. Like I said, she will not go down without a fight. But I think it's not just, she's not going to just try and save her life. I think she's going to try to ruin the prophecy best she can. And as far as she knows, the only thing she gets right now is the kid being pure. So I think she's going to try and mess with him or try and mess with that somehow. That's my personal prediction as far as Debbie and that whole... Blue man group, as we call it, the cult goes. Um, But I would like to say another prediction, and um, this actually comes from someone who's putting comments on our YouTube page. We hear you. We love it. Not an an ignoramus is their name. I thought that's awesome. (laughs) And he he isn't because he he or she, sorry, again, makes really good comments on the page. And I'm reading them, and I love it. 
I think this is going to shock you. Okay. So everyone is confused as to who jo- the Joshes are and how they, and I thought that they maybe genetically mutated another one yes. or, you know, created one. Right. He says that he thinks that Joshua that we see now was raised by Faye while the other Joshua was raised by Debbie, oh. which might mean that they were actually twins at birth. And so there's there were two, but they wouldn't have known because Debbie was not her mother. She was just a caretaker. How would you know? And that would explain a difference in the personalities as well, because Faye is very uptight and serious, and he is very serious and gets the whole thing and, you know, is into the whole religion and read his half Torah and all of that. And then the other Joshua was light and fun and happy and, you know, just wanted to live his life. Right. And that did that shock you a little bit or no? It makes sense. Um, yeah, it does. It does make sense. I, I like think that. instead of being mutated into being such <laughs> twins might be a nice answer but to they, that. They do look exactly. They are. Yeah. <laughs> so that's identical. A fair, that's a fair estimate as yeah. well. Now back to the the uh, the compound. I was just going to say and touch on this that to to get into a situation there is there's got to be desperation. There's got to be such utter desperation to let someone else have control over and you and brainwash you. Yeah. Yeah, and make you believe all these these things. So you have to know like what you believe. And yep. that's what's interesting also about the three dynamics happening is everybody feels like what they believe is right. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, everybody's headed in the same direction. And so that's just that's really a, a very interesting thing we're seeing unfold every week. And yeah. it looks like next week's going to have some action based off of the, the, the trailer, the teaser. So. I'm worried about it because based on the trailer, it was a lot of stuff going on in just the trailer versus this whole episode, which that was enough for this week. You know, <laughs> this week was enough information. I felt like we got caught up. A lot of people online are telling us about the whole prophecy and describing it. And they did that in this episode. And so if you don't get it, people wait, have patience. You know, the TV show and the network will fulfill those answers for you, I feel like, eventually. Right. And so will I, because I have gotten inundated with tweets. So I'm totally catching up, and I look forward to sharing those. Um, you know, I tried to print the tweets, but there you go. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can't be old school with this new stuff. <laughs> it's okay. You'll get it. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> if you don't, we'll, we'll bring phones next time and keep up to date with what's going on with the tweets, maybe. Sounds right to me. Well, I'm Mindy Thomas. Thanks, guys. I'm Andrea Fasano at Andy Fasano, and keep them coming. Have a great night. See you next Bye. week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.